0: Welcome to a new segment of the Managing Madrid podcast called The Daily Drop. It's a near-daily thing of five minutes or so, although knowing me, it could be ten minutes, although aiming for five minutes almost every day, just to hit you with a quick Real Madrid roundup or just some quick thoughts, some quick analysis, nothing too deep, just hitting you with the news of the day and some thoughts that are scattered for the day because there's always... ...news around the clock for Real Madrid, and this is just something to kind of fill the gaps. And this is not going to take away from any of the other podcasts we do. In fact, it's just something supplemental and additional. And just when you thought we couldn't come up with any more content, you underestimated how much of a psychopath I am... ...and also just how much we love doing this. So, enjoy this near daily, around five minutes daily drop of the Manager Madrid podcast. Just a quick roundup and some housekeeping... And we're gonna start with a couple Mbappe things just to hit you with. Get them the hell out of the way. This near daily drop thing is gonna be unedited, unfiltered, and just completely off the cuff. So Mbappe things, two items just to hit you with really quick. Le Parisienne is reporting that there is a two-year contract on the table, one-year option on top of that, 50 million dollars or 50 million euros per year, rather, a loyalty bonus of a hundred million and that is on the table for him. Uh, RMC Sport has reported that Mbappe's family is in Doha, and they are traveling to Madrid next week. The reason they're in Doha right now is to negotiate with Nasser al Khalifi. and the reason they're going to be in Madrid next week is to negotiate with Real Madrid on his potential player image rights. Now, that same report from RMC Sport also states that um, Mbappe is potentially in the middle right now and the family is going to hear out both parties and while he has basically leaned away from PSG in everything he said publicly, there has been maybe a shift of neutrality in the past couple months where some people are a little bit skeptical. Is this going to go down or not? And the report also states that PSG is as equally as optimistic as Real Madrid in signing him. Um, so that's it. That's the boring news out of the way. As Bern Schuster said today, in an interview with some award ceremony that I can't even pronounce or remember what the name is. Quote, I am bored. End quote. That's something that he literally said about the Mbappe situation. I resonate with that. I'm bored of it. I don't care. It's the same reports every day. Don't care. Wake me up when this is over. And he has signed a contract and uh I'm sure you're kind of bored of it too and just kind of over it, the daily news that is basically just repetitive. But hey, this is the daily drop, so we're hitting you with all this stuff just so you don't miss it. Even the stuff that seems redundant, uh, more PK gate stuff. So just to give you a heads up, everything on Gerard PK, Ruby Alice, and everything surrounding that, the controversy, what's going to be the aftermath. I'm going to have the great Ewan McTeer on the podcast tomorrow in a full episode, not a daily drop, like full on taking our time breaking this down. That's going to drop tomorrow. So keep your eyes peeled for that. In the meantime, I will give you today's leak. Gerard Piquet has forwarded many moons ago, by the way, when Sergio Ramos is a Real Madrid player, but it's being leaked today. Gerard Piquet forwarded to Rubialis an audio of Sergio Ramos criticizing Rubiales. And I will quote Ewan McTeer on Twitter. He says, Today in Piqué gate, Sergio Ramos sent Piquet... An audio containing some criticisms of Rubiales' interference in the players' union, but explicitly suggesting to Piquet, I think we should stay out of it. Piquet then betrays Ramos's trust and forwards it to Rubiales. Should highlight that Sergio Ramos acts correctly here, does or says nothing wrong. He knows of conflict between the federation and players' union, but tells Piquet it's not their business. Piquet when he forwards it to Rubiales, tells him to keep it confidential. As with some previous PK audios, he knows what he's doing isn't right. And that is the end of Ewan McTeer's Twitter thread. Thread, rather. And he's going to be on tomorrow on the podcast to break that down further. We're only at 4 minutes and 20 seconds. This is a big fail, Keon. I have a few more things that I want to hit you with. Uh, Fabrizio, Fabrizio Romano has uh, reported that Eder Militao's contract extension does not depend on the Roediger deal. And by the way, if you're interested on more thoughts on Rudiger and how he would fit and if he's a good signing or not, Lucas Navarrete and I, we broke that down quite extensively over on Patreon.com slash ManagingMadrid on yesterday's world-famous Real Madrid mailbag. So if you want to go and listen to that, you should go over to Patreon.com slash ManagingMadrid. Romano also states Real Madrid have already prepared their new contract proposal for Militao to be completed in the coming weeks. And they're also planning to extend Vinicius Jr. and Luka Modric. Just a fun, wholesome, feel-good story. Miguel Gutierrez yesterday on Twitter says, "Quote: A year ago, I debuted in La Liga. I hold the memories dear. Zidane's advice before I took the place of an idol like Marcelo made it even more special to feel I was moving toward my dream. Thanks to everyone with me, especially family and fans, prepared for what's to come. Uh, and that's the end of the tweet. Miguel, we wish you the best, buddy. Hope you recover quickly. And uh, I know it was tough to not play for the first team much of the season and then have to be out for the rest of the year. But hope you come back stronger. Be interested to see what happens if he's going to go out on loan. But he's a very talented kid that I believe in personally. Um, Things you'll find on managingmadrid.com. And I'm going to do a little bit of a reading for you in a second here. But uh, there's a discussion, a a clip, an audio clip Lucas and I – discussing what Fede Valverde's best position is. You can click on that and then click play to hear our thoughts. We answer a question. Um, there are some just different reports and news that you can keep up with. My column, eight observation on Ray epic run on the quest to a double. That's about 3,000 words. And guess what? A reminder. We have a listen to an article uh, option now on the website, which you can click play on any article. And you can literally, like I know a lot of, a lot of people, Um, are rightfully, they just like convenience. Although, you know, everyone's lifestyle is different. You know, some people, they like to actually sit down and physically read. And the benefit of physically reading is that you also get to click play and and see some video clips that are embedded in the article. They can get a better picture of the tactics and things that I'm writing about and the the writers are writing about. But if you're pressed for time, you're on a commute, you want to turn a 3000 word article into a 15 minute audio, you can click play on any managing article in a person who actually narrates it very well and not as robotic as you think will actually read the article to you. And since I'm actually polishing and practicing uh, my audiobook reading skills, because I have to do that for my upcoming book at some point, um, I'm going to read the Luca Moderate segment of my article, which you can find pinned on managingmujur.com. The segment is called Luca Modric, the Leader, Reamjur Needed. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say Real Madrid would have been out of the competition right now had Modric not transcended in a single moment of brilliance which not only swayed the tie back in Real's favor, but was also the birth of a Modric masterclass in its own right. When the Croatian genius slung the outside of his boot into that diagonal cross to Rodrigo for Real's first goal, he carried that momentum and had an incredible two-way performance from that point forth. The improvement in both Modric's and the team's play from that moment can't be understated and speaks to the power of momentum shifts in football. Things can turn on its head in a single moment, and it's the main reason why I always talk about the importance of having star players and freedom over elite tactics and simply good players. Ideally, you have both your tactics and talent down to a science, but generally, these Champions League titles are won through superstars putting the team on their backs and fighting through psychological pain and adversity, something even the best of tactics can often fall short of. But I'll take the Mortich awakening even as far back to when it was still 2-0 in favor of Chelsea. The moment I knew we were in for a wild ride was when Mortich stopped a break as the last man back on a sequence where Casemiro had just made an off-ball run as a pseudo right-center forward. And then there's a video clip of that sequence that I'm talking about. Mortich flipping a switch, and to be clear, I have no scientific proof of any of this, is a combination of a few things. Adrenaline, urgency, love for the shirt... Pride of oneself, leadership, responsibility, mental fortitude, technical greatness, talent, and fitness. Allow me to highlight one more thing. When you played that much football and you're on your last legs, staying sharp mentally is even more difficult. You're thinking less clearly, making poorer decisions. When Modric created Rodrigo's goal, he chose the most difficult pass on the table, while the most obvious pass, which would have been a great option if you ask my primitive tactical brain, was the through ball down the left half space of Vinicius Jr. Mordic not only saw an option most others wouldn't, but also had the talent and focus to execute it. I think it's also worth noting that um, Rodrigo's run and finish, they were both perfect. The play from start to finish, including the team's counter press and Alaba's interception, was great. If there is anyone qualified to hit a through ball, by the way, it's Modric. He has the most of anyone in the Champions League this season, which is six. And that's the end of the segment. Uh, that article actually goes down and discusses the future of Real Madrid's midfield, Fede Valverde Camavinga, Some thoughts from Stanford Bridge, the current version we have of Dani Carvajal, and a lot more, including Karim Benzema and Vinicius Jr. leading the attack. That's about 3,000 words. Enjoy it. Um, we have a lot of content coming your way. We'll see you tomorrow on the same feed because you and I are going gonna to break this down. And the first Daily Drop runs in about clock set out, 10 minutes or so. So... Hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't, hey, maybe you'll enjoy the next one, or maybe you won't. doesn't matter. But it's just something bonus to keep your, uh, keep you just, I guess, let the day go by faster. If you're bored at work or you want some Real Madrid content, you're, you're still hungry after all the content we're putting out for you. So keep it locked on the site. Keep it locked on, management.com and uh, we will see you next time. Hala, mari.